You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from Locked On Nationals podcast. Today on this Monday, May 17th, 2021. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar out there right now. More on that later. On today's show, we'll discuss the Nationals' series victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks, what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we'll turn our attention to their series with the Chicago Cubs starting tonight on Monday and running through Thursday at Wrigley Field. All right, so let's get to it. What do we like? What do we not like? The Nationals taking two of three this weekend from the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then we'll start on Friday night. Where it's, that's where we got to start, right? I mean, the first game of the series, and boy, did the Natta dudes put on a freaking show uh, in this game. It was a 17-2 win, and uh, Max Scherzer was on the hill. You, know, you kind of wish you almost got the 17-run performance in a different game, or they spread the game out, whatever it is. But um, this was a really nice opportunity because they the game was pretty much in hand. And from a pitching perspective, you know, I know the runs are really what we should start about, but from a pitching perspective, you know, you got to be happy about it because they were able to get Max some rest. He goes 85 pitches, gives up two hits, no runs, seven Ks, and the game is in hand, and it's a great chance to get other guys some work. They got Will Harris some work. They got Wander Suero some work. They got Paulo Espino two innings of work. So a really great chance and opportunity, if you will, for the Nationals to really distribute those innings in terms of pitching and just get guys, different guys, opportunities, especially with Wander Suero coming back. It feels like we're not 100% yet still with Will Harris. And obviously Paulo Espino is a guy who has not had too many uh, opportunities to work. So Easy win on the pickup for Max Scherzer. He has, once again, five innings, two hits, uh, one walk, seven Ks. His ERA drops to 2.1. He is now 3-2 and two on the year. So a great performance from him. Let's get to the lineup because there was a whole lot of great performances here. Let's go on down the line. Uh, Trey Turner was 2-for-5 with three RBI in this game. That was good to see. Yadiel Hernandez was 1-for-2. Josh Harrison was three for seven, so good to see him back hitting once again. Juan Soto, actually one of the guys who had a rougher night. He was one for five, but still drove in a run, also walked as well. Uh, Other good stuff we love here, Kyle Schwarber was three for four with two runs driven in this game in addition to two walks, so good stuff from Schwarber there. Rough night for Castro, goes 0 for six, but he's been very good as of late. Josh Bell goes two for three with two runs driven in, no Ks, and also draws a walk. So positive stuff there from Josh Bell. Jan Gomes spin it forward. He has a really nice night. And not just a really nice night, a great night. He was five for six in this game with two RBIs. So a great night for old uh, Gomer there on that one. Jordy Mercer was one for two. Uh, Victor Robles was two for two. He seems to be hitting a bit better right now. And Andrew Stevenson, two for three with two runs driven in. This thing started right off the bat. The Nats had a great first inning uh, against Ryan Smith. 
Trey Turner homered, Josh Bell drove in two runs, Jan Jan Gomes drove in two runs, and Robles drove in two runs. They got the homer on the solo power that we've been talking about now for a while. The Nationals need to display. I think I've been talking about solo power for the Nats by roughly around a year now, right? We've been talking about it for a while. Um, But yeah, it's interesting to see that they finally get some that going. A bunch of doubles and then uh, Trey Turner with that individual power. Kyle Schwarber topped the second, two, uh, a solo shot rather, more of that individual power. Victor Robles topped the third, doubles. He had a great game, and then Trey Turner topped the fifth, doubles. Josh Harrison singles, they're up at 11 nothing at that point. Um, and then Josh Bell uh, again later in the game, fielder's choice. So what we like to see here is the variety of ways the Nats, the Nats are scoring. Doubles, ho- solo homers, um, a, lot, a lot of doubles in this game. Infield singles, fielders' choices, um, you know, two-run, three-run home runs. They really did a great job of diversifying the way they were scoring. The pitching for the car, uh, the Diamondbacks rather did not have much for them. Ryan Smith, three innings, eight runs. All eight are earned off eight hits. No strikeouts they got to him. Uh, and after that, they bring in Caleb Smith, who struggles just as much. And actually, Caleb Smith had pitched, pitched pretty well this year to that point. Uh, really, I mean, everybody that came into the game, they put up a run on. So good stuff there from the Nationals. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down the middle game of this three-game set, the one Nationals loss that they had in the three-game series. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You guys know the deal. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts marketplace that has been serving customers for nearly 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today to see all the parts available from hundreds of manufacturers for any vehicle you could possibly want within reason. Uh, you know, any vehicle basically that you have, you know, any kind of daily driver, truck, whatever it is. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know what we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today's locked on nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag fun horse race this weekend i'm sure there's more there's the belmont coming up here in a few weeks as well nba playoffs NHL playoffs and a UFC pay-per-view that was crazy this weekend. Boxing's always happening as well. Whatever you guys want to put, uh, get some action on, whatever you guys want to bet on, betonline.ag is your spot. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses as well as contest information that they have. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as the teams prep for their playoff runs in the NBA and NHL, and as teams get into the heart of the season in the MLB. Head to their website on your mobile device, sign up today, and receive you a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, to get a 50% deposit bonus. So if you deposit 100, they'll give you an extra 50 to play with, and so on and so forth. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so game two of the series, that was a difficult one for the Nationals. They lose 11-4. to 
I would say this, that the positives here, we're not going to spend too long in this game. We don't like, you know, talking too much about losses. But the big struggle for them here was Joe Ross. Joe Ross was all in the zone, and uh, everybody was just teeing off on him. He didn't have great command. It was four innings of work, eight hits, eight earned runs, five Ks, a home run. So, you know, while the Nationals did a very good job of getting to the um, the Diamondback starter, Seth Frankoff, who actually has also been pretty good this far this year. I think he's been a kind of a starter for them um, in that sense. You know, they got to they got to him pretty easily. Now, Joe Ross did not hold up his end of the bargain, so that made tonight's game kind of an uphill, you know, it was uphill sledding uh, really for them in this game. And, and here's how. This thing got started off pretty early uh, in the game. The Nats were able to uh, drive in a run courtesy of Juan Soto. The ground out, Trey Turner scored and uh, and got Josh Harrison over to second. But they come back in the next inning, and Escobar and Dalton Varsho uh, both get singles and drive in runs. Nats are down three to one. Victor Robles, though, comes back. He uh, singles in Josh Bell, makes it three to two. Uh, but then things get a bit ugly. Three run home run for Escobar in the fourth inning, makes it six to two. And the kind of things just got worse from there in the fifth. Uh, Van Meter and Young both. Single and to drive and runs to eight two at that point. Nationals really have no chance of coming back. Nine two in the bottom of the sixth, and then Trey Turner drives one back in the seventh, makes it nine three. Escobar gets another homer. He had a gigantic night. Uh, Juan Soto did have an RBI late in this game, but uh, for Escobar, I mean, it was an excellent game for him. Three hits, drives in seven runs, also has the pair of home runs for Eduardo Escobar, who has really had a rough year for the vet. So far this season, but this was a great night for him. So all credit to them. Fair play to the Diamondbacks. They they were able to get this win. And look, the team that's above 500 at home. They come into this series. Uh, I believe they were seven and uh, or they were eight and six, something like that. I believe this at home so far this year. So a better team at home. And the Nationals coming into this series were uh, four and nine, I think, on the road. So good to see the Nationals picking up some runs, doing a good job. And look. 20 run runs over the first two games. I know they got four in the second game, but four is we've seen a lot worse in terms of offensive output for them so far this year. And the next night, four would have been enough to win that. So let's go to the third game of the series. And it's really about winning these series for the Nationals right now. And they were able to do that in the third game. Nats win three to nothing in the final game of the series after dropping the 11 to four game two. The Nats, uh, you look, this. You know, you've asked, say, hey, Josh, what really jumped off the page in this game? Eric Fetty jumped off the page. What a great night for Mr. Fetty in this contest, man. He was on it from the word go. Seven innings, three hits, four Ks, two walks, 97 pitches. Was really, you know, deal with whatever duress he was in very well. And for him, this was his best start of the season. No doubt about it. Eric Fetty looked really strong in this game, and they need guys like him and Ross to step up and have these kinds of performances. On a, I mean, I know it's a lot to ask because Eric Fetty is supposed to be the sixth starter, but seven scoreless, man. That, that's an awesome start for Eric Fetty. And I know this month has not been the best for him. Uh, his, two five out, his two five inning outings previously, he gave up a total of eight earned runs. And for him to bounce back pretty well with this game, I like that a lot. I like the way he pitched because those four starts 
that he had at the end of the month, uh, at the end of April, rather, were really good. He gave up uh, four, four and two-thirds innings, one earned run in uh, five innings, gave up one earned run, three earned runs uh, against the Mets in five innings, which wasn't great, but still doesn't really matter there. And then, you know, because it's still somewhat solid outing, and then six innings, one run, or one earned run allowed against the Blue Jays, right? Had a really solid April for a guy who did not intend on being one of the Nationals' starting pitchers this year and was pushed into that role due to necessity. I feel like he has responded and responded very loudly uh, and very solidly after, you know, after having to be put into that situation, then, you know, bouncing back after those two rough starts. Eric Fetty just has the ability when it, when he pitches, keeps the Nats in games. And look, against the Braves, five runs, five innings, not great. But against the Phillies, you know, you lose 6-2, Gives up three earned runs and uh, in, in, you know five innings of work should keep you somewhat competitive. Now this game he was all over it. They really you know they're making good contact, but the defense was behind him. They were ready to go, and he just looked really comfortable in this game. At no point did you feel like he was being stretched too much. He was efficient, and I just love the way he pitched. So an excellent outing for Eric Fetty in this game. What else was there to like in the Nationals win? Well. This game went pretty long with the Nationals not driving anybody in. Actually, both guys, both starters did pretty well. Weaver, those four innings, they use a lot of their pen, um, the, the Diamondbacks do. But the Nationals eventually able to crack the code later in this game. It was Yadiel Hernandez in a pinch-hitting situation comes up to the plate, and what does he do? Home run for Mr. Hernandez he made it one uh, nothing there, and the Nationals continued to add on with some offense in the inning. All of their runs came in the top of the eighth. Trey Turner doubled it. Victor Robles in that situation. Then Kyle Schorber had a single that uh, scored Ryan Zerman. So that meat part of a lineup getting it done. Victor Robles did a really good job in this game. He got a hit one for two with a walk of turning over the lineup getting somebody on base for Trey, who had another one of his crazy Trey Turner games, right? We talked about it the other night with Matt Wyrick. It seems like it's either one for five or over four, or it's four for five, three for four, you know, whatever it is. Well, another one of those great nights for Trey. He was three for four with a run driven in. And Kyle Schwarber, he had two multi-hit games in this series. This was another one of them. He was two for four in this game and came through. Tough one for Stalin Castro, Alex Avila and Jordy Mercer, who all collectively went 0 for 4. But yeah, I mean, the pinch hitting situations, uh, you know, Yadiel Hernandez and Andrew Stevenson both got pinch hits. So that was good to see. And they took care of business on that front. And we'll go back to the bullpen here really quickly. Daniel Hudson's been outstanding so far this year. Clean inning for him. And Brad Hand got back on the horse. 14 pitch, final ninth inning. Two Ks, no trouble at all for Brad Hand, and the Nats take care of business in that game. So things went well for them. Once again, I told you I kind of liked the situation for them. All right, they got a win against Philadelphia. They've now won three of their last four, and they took the season series against the uh, Diamondbacks. They played seven games of them. They won it four to three. So kind of you, you want to look at all these kind of long-haul stuff, a good situation for them. And also, it was a good weekend because the National League East – Struggled pretty mightily. This was not a good weekend uh, for the National League East, and the Mets lost three straight games. So they're back at 18 and 16. The Philadelphia Phillies are a half game back at 21 and 20. They lost two games in a row. 
The Braves are still at 19 and 21, playing 500 baseball-ish right now. Marlins, 18 and 22, and the Nationals, 16 and 20. So right now, guys, the Nats are just three games back right now in the National League East, and the Braves and the uh, Mets are about to play each other. So really, you know, they're not in a situation where um, all those teams in this situation can't just run ahead of the Nats, right? One of them is going to be dropping back to the Nats in some capacity. So good, uh, or, you know, staying pace right here because they're both going to play. So a good opportunity here, the Nationals, as they continue and go and play the um, Chicago Cubs, who are, uh, they've been pretty good at home so far, 13 and 8. They are 6 and 4 in their last 10, and they are on a one game winning streak. They're 19 and 20. We'll talk more about that in a second. That was the Nationals once again. 16 and 20, their last place in the division. They're tied with the Marlins for last place, but they're just three games back right now, so not too far out and not a ton to worry about. You know, they also really worked on that run differential, just kind of shows you how, you know, you can win a game 17 to 2, like the Nationals did, but it's still just one game, right? You still only won the game, uh, you know, 17 to 2. You know, it's still just one win in the scorebook. And as always, uh, at this point in the season, it feels like it's, it's pretty weird because this division. Um, everybody in this division, besides the Marlins, who are also in last place, has a negative run differential. The Nats have the second best um, at this point. All right, one more quick pause for the cause, and then when we come back, we'll preview the National Series against the Chicago Cubs happening at Wrigley Field. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. What is available right now at BuiltBar.com? Well, folks, they've got their lineup of Built Bars, nine currently available. They did have 18, but they've picked their favorite nine because these are the ones that are hot in the streets right now. It's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. They also have their Built Go, their Built Boost, all of those things available right now. At BuiltBar.com, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, a four-game set coming up for the Washington Nationals at uh, Wrigley Field to play the Chicago Cubs the first time this season. Here's how it sets up. And I'll give you guys all the game times first. Obviously, it's normally how we do it. Three 7.40 games to start off. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 7.40, 7.40, 7.40. On Thursday, they'll go with a 2.20 start time for that game on Thursday afternoon. Nationals guys are in a stretch here where they're going to play. Um, they're going to keep playing consecutive games like they did last week. Uh, the Nationals on a run right now where they played three against Philadelphia. They had a getaway game uh, on Thursday, so they came to Arizona the next day. So they played three in Arizona, so it's six straight. They play four straight in Chicago here, so that's ten. Doing the quick math in my head as we go along. And then they've got three games uh, against Baltimore at home. So the Nationals are currently on a stretch of 13 games in as many days. Also seven of those being on the road. So the Nationals in a difficult stretch right here. Here is how it's going to sit up for your pitching matchups. The first game is going to be John Lester against Adbert Azalei. I think that's how you pronounce it, Adbert Azalei. 
for the Cubs, a 26-year-old 26 right-hander who they have out there right now making starts for them. Obviously, John Lester coming over, uh, you know, from the Cubs. So this is a pretty interesting matchup from that perspective. John Lester makes his return to Wrigley Field. I'm sure it's going to be an emotional one. I'm sure he's prepared and ready to go. Uh, but, you know, that's obviously a place, he you know, it means a lot. So just seeing John Lester back uh, with the Cubs should be pretty awesome. I'm sure they'll talk all about it on, you know, this is one of those nights where if you have the ability to watch the Cubs broadcast, maybe you just check it out because, you know, John Lester is such a critical part of the Cubs legacy there, especially recently, you know, winning the World Series. Um, guy's been a multi-time world champion. So I think it's very interesting if you guys went back, you know, went and watched the Cubs broadcast tonight. That might be worth it. Also, Boog Shambi. Who does not love some Boog Shambi on the old, um, on a, what's it now? Marquee? Yeah. All right. Game two of the series uh, tomorrow night should be Patrick Corbin going up against Zach Davies. Now, what's interesting about this game is that Patrick Corbin is coming off his best start of the year. So I think it's very interesting there. Uh, we'll see what happens in that game, but a good pitching matchup, and uh, we'll see if Patrick can build on what he's been doing. Game three of this series, it'll be Mad Max going up against Jake Arrieta. How about that for a matchup? I know it's a bit uh, past Arietta's prime. Jake's still obviously in his prime, even though he's a little older. But fun matchup here, and also two Missouri natives squaring off and going at it. So the two Missouri boys will get after it. Jake Arietta will go up against Max Scherzer. Obviously, both of them are Cy Young winners, so that will be a fun matchup from that perspective. And then we'll round things out in the final game of the series on Thursday. It'll be Joe Ross going up against Trevor Williams. So uh, they're your pitching matchups throughout the series. Once again, 740, 740, 740, and 220 for the four-game set, which starts tonight in Chicago at Wrigley Field. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.